Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to the Unheard of Podcast. Your chance to sit back, relax, be a part of the friendship. Now it's just me today. Sorry to be of disappointment. I'm recording tomorrow with Dinos, Thursday with Trey. We're going to have a whole bunch of episodes banked up. We've got a content person now. Ooh, elite. So fun. Um, so yeah, we're just going to be pumping out more content as per usual. So yeah, I hope everyone that's listening to this is having a good day, having a good week, however it started. Um, but yeah, just some admin stuff right at the very start of this. At the unheard of pod on Instagram, at the unheard of pod on TikTok, and at the unheard of pod on YouTube. So that's Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. It's all the same handle. Yeah, follow along there if you want to see the clips from these episodes. Um, we've got someone making them for us now. So shout out CF if you're watching. Um, yeah, I'm really excited and motivated by everything that's happening with this personal podcast on top of absolutely everything that's happening inside the standard community and working with Corey and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had an idea today because I was like, damn, I need to record a podcast by myself because Dinos is busy, trades away, as per usual, it's all good. Um, you know what? I figured, I'm not sure if I have done this before, I don't think so, but for all of you guys that are new, I figured after 50 episodes, I might as well just do a little bit of a, a life story. Excuse me one sec, I'll grab my water bottle. Yeah, just like a little bit of a life story and kind of like, how did I get to this point now? And what have I experienced and what have I learnt and just where have I been throughout my life and all that kind of stuff. So we'll just try and go from year one all the way through to year... T this is actually my 28th year on this earth. Incredible scenes. So next month's my birthday, 17th. I'll put... Oh, send me a message if you want to send me something. I'll put my address. I'll, I'll DM you my address. Whatever. Send me some milk chocolate digestives. That would be elite. Um, but yeah, I figured I'd do like a little bit of a life story. And it's fun to just reflect because I'm a big one for... Also, I don't have a mustache right now uh, i'm a big one for nostalgia and uh, reflecting and appreciating memories so much i love remembering things and just thinking back to when i was a kid and how things were and you know just how things felt and the vibe and all that kind of stuff that's why i love making content with the with the camcorder and um, all that kind of stuff so let me have a sip of this water we'll get straight to it ah <sighs> Right, year one of my life was actually spent in Melbourne up until nine months old, actually. Um, I was born in Kew, so we've kind of gone full circle. Nicole and I, she's got an apartment now in um, Alfington, just above Kew. So, yeah, I was born in Melbourne, moved to Lindock, and then for the first 13 years of my life, I lived in Lindock in a beautiful family home with the Blackets. Um, phew, so many memories there. Some of my earliest ones on my fifth birthday, I got a red go-kart and the wheel snapped, the steering wheel snapped off. I was devastated and dad like manufactured this wheel out of just like metal for me and it ended up being like a joystick and um, that was one of my favorite things when I was a kid and obviously going to Trinity, driving to and from Lindock every day and hanging out with Dinos and all the boys like Mitch, Aaron, Ash and... Um, yeah, so many good memories in that first, like, 13 years of my life. Like, insane. Soccer was just 
out of control how good it was. Under sixes, I think I started when I was five. Shout out Big Dave, your coach. And um, yeah, just just such good memories, hey? Like soccer was so, so fun. Dad was coach. He's on the pitch with you. There's there's all sorts going on. There's oranges at halftime. There's lollies at halftime. And then after the game, you if it's someone's birthday, you go hang out at their house for the rest of the day. And oh, man, man, it was just the best best time and um one of my big things is i hate it when someone's not doing what i'm doing or appreciating what i'm doing which i've talked about a thousand times and um just one thing i feel that i get that feeling when i look at young kids now i look at my nieces and nephews and i'm like whoa i really just wish i could help you appreciate how good your life is right now and all of them i think they i think they understand to the extent that they actually can that you know, life's really good and they're blessed with their family and stuff, but it's just that good. Like, all you have to worry about is who you're playing against and soccer on the weekend and have you done your reading books and have you not forgotten anything so mum doesn't have to tell you off because you forgot something. And um, that's like the extent of the stress in your life and it's oh, so good, so, so good. Um, and then, so after 13, so we're just going to fly through this. Um like I said, there's so many memories as a young man or young kid. Um, just, uh, yeah, hanging out with family, friends and holidays and going to and from Melbourne to see my godparents. And um, Shout out Nan, Pat, Pop, Joe, rest in peace. But whew, there were some amazing people, my godparents. Um, I actually went to their house recently where their house was and it was just this concrete slab now in like the suburbs of Melbourne. And I was just like, whoo-wee, that is sad. <laughs> All those memories are gone. Like I wish I could just look at the old house. But um, so yeah, 13 years old. I think I was actually 12. I'd like to talk to mum and dad and actually get the months and the years nailed down. But I was in year seven, um, which would have been, then it would have been 2008. So I was just about to turn 13. I think I did. Um, and then I think it was around August 2008. Yeah, August 2008, I left with the fam to England. My brother had already been there for a few months chasing his footballing dream, which was incredible. Um, so, yeah, we moved to England. We moved to the northeast of England, up near where my father was born. Um, yeah, played football over there, went to school. Oh, some incredible, like, maturation periods, like big maturing time in my life right there. Um I remember I was so nervous about going to school. I was like pretty upset and rah, rah, like I didn't, literally didn't know anyone, not one person. Um, didn't even know what the person I was going to report to looked like. Like I'd, I'd signed up, we'd done all the stuff that we needed to do to get me into this public school because we lived just around the corner. And um, yeah, I remember day one of school that year for me i think it was two weeks after everyone else or maybe one week after everyone else back uh, in england because their school year is september to august and um or september september to july i think you get a massive break in august because that's their summer anyway um yeah i remember walking out from that <laughs> from that little home that we had beautiful little place and uh yeah walking down the street and seeing other people in the uniform and you kind of get like a few sideways looks but no one really cares like it's just all in my head and I went to the office that I was meant to go to. Like, I think I looked it up on the map or dad showed me on the map or something and went there and a teacher, I pooped if I could remember her name. Um, 
something and everyone was just the most english person ever like oh hi yeah hi yeah you're all right and i was just like holy crap i am in like an alien world basically and um yeah i went to my first classroom it was actually <laughs> i remember going to like first house group and i walked in and the person that was his name was james Rowe, and he was meant to be my buddy for that day and remember I got walked in by like the headmaster or whoever it was that introduced me to the school and showed me around and stuff. And we walked into that home group and it was, uh, what was his name? He was a Hibs fan, was the teacher. Everyone just called him Sir. I can't remember. Mr. Something. Anyway, he was he was a lovely man, Scottish man. But um, the guy I was meant to be buddied up with, he saw me and was just like, oh, God damn it. Well, oh, God damn it. Like he was really, <laughs> he was really pissed off that he had to show me around and have me as a buddy for the day. So I was like, oh God, like I'm just annoying this guy. And I was like, I was actually a bit sad, to be honest. I was just like, oh, this is a bit sad right now. It was only for like, what, 10 minutes where I was probably sad, if that. Um, and I remember he walked us to, we went to drama class together. Oh, this first day of school was wild, man. Such a like test for a young man, <laughs> I reckon. Like getting thrown into the deep end because he's in such a like little bubble, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm still best friends with Mitch and we were best friends back then. And uh, yeah, we had our feuds over girls and stuff when we were 12 years old, but we've never really been separated. And then for me to be in like a different country, completely different world, basically, um, surrounded by all these people I don't know, I was really out of my comfort zone. Uh, but it was cool. Anyway, yeah, in drama. I was like, yeah, I sat down. Everyone's looking at me, kind of weird. All right, no one had heard me speak yet. And uh, everyone, like I said, is like, Northern England, hey, oh, you're all right, we're learning drama. <laughs> you busted, <laughs> whatever. And um, the teacher looked at me and was just like, so what do you think about this? And I was like, I just got here. Like, this is my first class. <laughs> and obviously I sounded super Aussie. And... um. I was like, yeah, I just got here. Like, this is my first day at this school. And everyone, no exaggeration, everyone looked at me and was just like, oh, he's Australian, he's Australian, whispering under their thing and oh, whispering under their breath. And I was just like, yep, this is what it feels like to be the old one out <laughs> after kind of being what I thought was one of the cool kids at Trinity, um, going to Framelgate, what that was a school. But yeah, literally since that drama class, just like, bang had friends um had all the girls coming up to me asking me to say stuff in an australian accent which was great and um i remember reese and ben were my first good friends they lived just down the road from me so i actually walked home with them and yeah they took me under their wing and their banter was funny and yeah they were just some really really funny guys so ben barksby and reese miley reese miley i reckon his name was yeah, and I ended up playing Call of Duty with those guys and getting my first Xbox because of them and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, some really, really crazy good memories. And then I was kind of going through puberty at that stage as well in my life. So there's there's a photo of me when I first went to Fram and <laughs> I look ridiculous, just like a little baby blob thing. Not one bit of facial hair, nothing, just like pink face, white skin all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it just looks so weird. And um, yeah, I went through puberty over there. Obviously my voice changed and you, you just 
like my life changed so much when I was in England and all these new friends and I actually stopped like I'll admit it, I, I stopped caring about school as much like I was really I would really care about getting the assignments done on time and rah rah and then I think because of just who I was around and football and all that kind of stuff I kind of started to not care and started to get a bit of that 14 15 year old attitude and um yeah, I had just the best time. Like football over there was nuts. Like it was so fun. I remember starting for um, like my first ever game for Durham Athletic. I started and I played number six. And um, like you, there's a lot of expectation on you because you're the new kid and you're just straight into the team and all this stuff. And I was saying to Nicole the other day, actually telling her this story and like I had gum, I had gum in and I thought I was so cool. Like I got the ball and I'm like chewing my gum and just laying passes off here and there, getting the pass percentage up and just feeling like an absolute big dog and looking back, just a little twerp really. And um, But yeah, had a few successful years at soccer and I tried out for the, the county county teams and uh, ended up making Durham County team and yeah, hanging out and playing with some good friends and just, oh, unreal times, unreal times, but... Football didn't really work out for Thomas and uh, that was the whole reason that we were there as a family to do things together and um, Tom just kind of wanted to come back home. He, he he started it. He was the catalyst for everyone moving back home, I think. And um, yeah, once he moved back and did whatever he was doing with his life, we were all like, well, hooly dooly, we miss Australia a little bit. Let's go home. Uh, so we did. And it was funny because I tell everyone I skipped year nine no, yeah, no, skipped year eight and because I went from year seven in Australia into year nine in England and then when I came back, I was like a year above all my friends and um, so yeah, I came back and all my friends were in year 10 but I was in year 11, senior school. So I got to basically start fresh again but everyone kind of knew me from being at Trinity because everyone knows everyone at Trinity. But yeah, we came back, first weekend I came back, went to a slip and slide with Dinos um, I was so confused for about five seconds because his like voice, his voice had dropped, and uh, or his voice had broke. Sorry, and his balls had dropped is what I meant to say, and um, he just sounded so different just for like five seconds, and I was just like, oh, there we go, now we're sweet. But he'd like matured a lot, obviously, because we'd all been through puberty at that stage, and then just seeing everyone, it was like a flicked a switch, and we're all best friends again, um, which is an absolute blessing. And I'm talking so much, my voice dying. <laughs> Hooly dooly. And then after that, wow. Oh, we get into some crazy stuff in this life now. Um, yeah, year 11 was year eleven was crazy because I met uh, Nikki for the first time and she was like my long-term relationship when I was younger. So that's obviously a big part of my life and made a whole bunch of friends in year 11 and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I got a lot of memories that I kind of put away in my mind because it, you know, reminds me of just like a different time in my life when things were, yeah, just a lot different. And, um, yeah, I miss, I miss school and I miss everything to do with school, especially like school soccer and, uh, just getting to see your friends all the time. And just the vibes of senior school was really, really cool because it was kind of like a uni set up and, um, I miss playing music a lot, just all those things from school that you don't really realize that start to come what the hell do I say all those things at school that you're kind of given and there's all this structure that when you leave school you're like what the hell do I do now 
that's what I miss. I just miss the the carefree, wake up as late as possible, get to school, show up, be there, leave, do fun shit. That was the school life. And and then playing soccer, I got my license and uh, driving to and from soccer, unfortunately rode off a car and uh, bought a few cars and started working in wineries once I left school. And um, But yeah, there's a lot of good memories at school and um, I met a lot of good people and relationships that really, really changed my life and um, even just like friendships with teachers and all that kind of stuff and like a couple quotes that I remember from teachers that have really stuck with me ever since. Like Mr. Dancer would, he <laughs> would say, you'd say good things behind someone's back and talk shit to their face if that's what you're going to do. Um, so just kind of taught me. It just kind of taught me there's someone yelling out the front door. Uh, this, yeah, it just kind of taught me that, you know, just be as open and as truthful as you can. And sometimes that will get you into trouble. But if you're being true to yourself and true to what you think, damn, I'm going to I'm gonna say that every single time. Um, so, yeah, left school in 2012. Uh, 2013 was a really cool year. I turned 18 and started going out and getting into the clubbing scene and um, it was my last proper year of soccer, I'll call it that. Uh, I played under 19s and reserves at Parrot Hills and um, I started getting into the gym, started lifting my first weights and started hanging out with Jimmy D. Shout out Jimmy Duncan, you'll be listening to this right now. Um, Then, yeah, so 2013, 14, uh, started off pretty normal again. I I stopped playing soccer I was like, I'm going to smash the gym this year. I went to the gym. I think it was like since I left soccer in like September, all the way through to the next September, I didn't miss a day of the gym. And some days I would just go in there, do like three bicep curls and leave. Like I was so dedicated and uh, so addicted to going to the gym. It was just so fun. Um, And then obviously September 2014, everyone knows what's happened then. Well, not everyone, but most of you guys know, like my long-term partner, she passed away and Again, just like these huge turning points in my life where it's like um, you're acting and you're behaving some way and then uh, everything just gets flipped on its head. And I'm fine to talk about it now and fine to just be open with it and how it's transformed who I am and shaped who I am and made me just appreciate absolutely everything so much. And it's so horrible that you have to, you don't have to, but that these times of grief and loss um, really make you think of everything in in a different light and I'm not one and I've never have been to to stand on a pedestal and be like oh I've been through so much hurt and I've been through this because everyone's problems are their problems and it's all relative to that person and even more recently I've learned that you know even more that people are going through their own thing they're going through their struggle their grief their loss whatever their thing is is theirs and you can't compare anything you've been through to anyone else uh, because it's yours and it's that's theirs. This is yours. So yeah, 2014 was a huge year, absolutely massive year. And um, I wouldn't even say out loud what happened for so long. And I would avoid certain places and I would avoid certain things and I would avoid um, thinking certain things and saying things that would remind me of that time because I was just so scared of um, the, the power behind it, I think. And yeah, at the end of 2014, moving into 2015, I met Nicole and holy crap, like, oh, I remember when I just first saw her in the gym and I was like, whoo-wee, that's Nicole, that's Nicole Tilly, I was going to say Blackett, that's Nicole Tilly and um, 
when I looked at her through a different lens for the first time, I was like, wow, she's really quite pretty and attractive. And um, at that time, I was like super jacked gym boy and I'd been smashing the gym super hard for like the last six months and I started actually put on some size and look really good and had a bit of an ego behind me. So I just, yeah, went up to her and started like a bit of a flirty conversation. Not too much. It wasn't like, hey, how you going? You look sexy or anything. I was just like, hey, Nicole, how are you? And I was probably being all nice and cute and smitten and stuff. And, um, yeah, we ended up just like working out together and ended up going to town together and hanging out and kissing and all that fun stuff. And, um, yeah, we just, I, I was just saying, yeah, we just fell madly in love really, really quick. And, um, it really does prove to me that there is something going on in the universe, whether it's a higher power, whatever you want to call it, that puts you in certain situations to do certain things. You just have to rise up to the challenge or, or uh, step out of your comfort zone just a little bit. And yeah, so we're already in 2015, guys. Holy dooly. That's a lot of talking, but hopefully that's really interesting for me to talk about and hopefully it's inf- interesting for you guys to, to listen to. Um, oh, we interrupt this podcast with a yawn. And we interrupt this podcast with an ad. Remember, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the Unheard of Pod, guys. All the short form content will be pumping onto those channels all the time. Anyway, 2015, Nicole went on a big holiday. I competed in bodybuilding for the first time. And first and last time, actually, twice. And um, yeah, that was a really big year. Jimmy Duncan and I, we were really, really close that year because we were, we had a collective goal to compete in September and um, really prove to ourselves that we could do it. He'd already competed in 2014 and I was really inspired by that and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go for it. And everyone was piping me up saying, oh, you look really good. You should compete. Rah, rah. So I was like, yep, I'm doing it. Hell yeah. And I pretty much spent every last dollar I had on food, sups, gym membership, flights, you know, admission fees to comps, all that stuff. I like spent pretty much everything I had. I left the wineries in April 2015 and I started working with Baz. Shout out Big Bad Bazza, Mitch's dad, who owns a fencing company. I started working with him. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't show up as the best version of myself because I was hugely depleted of carbs and everything in between and I yeah I was just like pretty well cactus but I looked really good and I was shredded as hell I hadn't ran in so long when I got into doing the hit sessions for like cardio and stuff running was really fun but my body was like what are you doing this is crazy um yeah ended up getting really really shredded flew to Perth for a competition won a category there got to compete in an open class which was really really cool um all while traveling with jimmy and um yeah getting closer with him who more recently we've rekindled our friendship which has been an absolute blessing now that he's a dad and uh, now that he's married as well and um yeah we just kind of went separate ways there for a while but jimmy d you're the man um i'm just thinking of all the shit we talk to each other constantly on text i've missed that for all those years brother um 2016 I rebounded from comps pretty hard. I got into a new job, which was kind of fun at the start. Delivery driver. Uh, 2016, not too much happened personally. It was my 21st, but, um, you know, 
surrounded by a lot of family and friends and all that kind of stuff. But it's your friend group changes so much depending on what you do that aside from Mitch, Aaron, Ash, and uh, more recently Trey and Jimmy, or Jimmy back then, um, like I've had, I haven't had too many friends that have stuck around for too long or just like gone separate ways or like from different workplaces or rah, 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 whatever it is. So it's just funny, like the next year would have been all people from the Downs because I went and played soccer again in 2017. And I actually kind of went through like a bit of shit because I was drinking beers so, so often, uh, playing Chase the Ace, just like a little gambling game with them guys. And just like soccer at that time, I had a lot of problems with my ego was just like super negative for me because I would just get so pissed off and so frustrated at referees and coaches and other players uh, that it was just like not fun. And then the only thing I was in it for was the beats. So I remember at the end of 2017, I was like, I'm kind of fat. I wasn't really that fat, but I was like a pretty overweight. I think it was like 87 kilos or something. And right now I'm rolling around at like 81. Um, I want to be 75. That's after a bit of a build and a bit more of a shred. We'll get that. Th- we'll get to that another day. But um, yeah, I just I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, I remember not really having a conversation with myself or any any like cliche movie shit like that. But I was just I remember looking at myself in a couple of photos. I was like, "I'm not too pleased with the way I look. How can I change that?" And I stopped eating shit. I stopped drinking beers, and I kept playing soccer. Well, that was about it. And I got a new job in 2017. At the end of 2017, September 2017, I started working at Woolies, which was so fun at the very start because it was just like pick, pack, game. That was my, I was picking and packing at work and I was gaming at home, hanging out with Nicole, going out on the weekends, doing all sorts of fun shit, training in the gym, playing soccer. It was cool. It was a really cool lifestyle and 2018 was really, really fun because I got to play soccer as well and um, I had a couple injuries that year and... Nothing just, yeah, wasn't really sitting right with me because I'd stopped drinking all the beers and I'd stopped partying as hard. Like there were a few nights where you can't really avoid it when you're in a poop environment like that and there's just negative things pulling you in every every direction and all that kind of shit. Um, so yeah, 2018 was really, really cool. Um, if I'm like glazing over anything that people are listening to, I apologize. This is just how my brain is kind of remembering my life thus far not um, specific moments or specific times and years or whatever it is. But yeah, anyway. 2019. End of 2018, I was like, I'm going to get really, really fit for soccer and I'm going to start running. And I was running in the back streets of Gawler and then all of a sudden I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could run a marathon. Addicted to running. (laughs) straight away i was like hell yeah running's the best i'm gonna see if how fast i can run 5k and do that every day and run 25ks a week and um fall in love with that and running was pulling me out of the negativity that the football club i played for at the time was bringing and i was like i'm falling in love with this thing i don't want to stop it and i know that soccer is going to be a detriment to my running so i'm going to go all in on running and i ran a marathon in 2019 for the first time I ran a few thousand Ks that year. Um, I got hurt after the marathon because I went for a trail run like three days later. Oh, 2019 was wild. Nicole and I, we moved out into a rental property that her parents had purchased. And um, yeah, again, that was a really, really cool year because I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to move out. I'm going to grow. I'm going to expand my 
um, not expand, I'm going to like mature more this year. And we had a really big holiday that year. We went to Canada and we went to New York and um, 2019 was really, really cool. And then obviously 2020, uh, massive running year, like the best running year of my whole life. Um, COVID hit. So it was really just work, run, hang out with Nicole, do as much socializing as we could, but we didn't travel too much. We didn't do anything crazy. Um, it was just kind of in between lockdowns and in between all the restrictions and the social distancing and all that stuff. And 2020 was awesome. I got heavily addicted to gaming though. And not like gambling, but just like Rocket League and all that shit. Uh, 2021, pretty similar. But we bought our house. No. Yeah. 2021, we bought our house in February, this house here this beautiful home that we are blessed to have and the help of mum, dad and the Tillies. Um, you know, I am so, so grateful for their help with everything. And um, holy dickens. At the end of 2021, we got engaged. Sorry, Nicole. Holy crap. Uh, no. 2020. End of 2020, we got engaged. What am I on about? The end of 2020, we got engaged. Um, I'd actually bought the ring like Yonkers before that. And... Um, yeah, we went to KI at the end of 2020. That was our only getaway. And I was so nervous because I was like, oh, I'm going to propose. I'm going to drop a knee. Uh, but it was awesome. Nicole's the best. Like I, I just spent the last few days with her in Melbourne. And um, I can't speak. I can't actually like voice how good it is being married to her and someone like that because she's just like a best friend as well. So, Cole, I love you if you got this far. Um like we just laugh and carry on and we're just so stupid and it's just so fun and Nicole is just so silly. It's ridiculous. And she's really good at soccer as well, which was like a dream come true from when I was a kid. I was like, oh, I'd love to like be with a soccer girl and I think I'm with the most soccer girl ever. And yeah, we played really good on the weekend as well. Bang. Um, so yeah, end of 2020, we got engaged. End of 2021, we got married. Um, best day of my life, pretty much. Um, apart from when Bolo Zenden scored a volley in 2009 versus Tottenham at the home end of the Stadium of Light. That was pretty wild. Um, yeah, getting married is amazing. Being stood up there with your best friends and my brother, uh, with all of Nicole's friends and watching her come down the aisle is, yeah, pretty incredible. Um, yeah, that was a really, really awesome day. That was like you know, eight years of, or seven years, sorry. Yeah, seven years of just like, how the hell did I get here? That was that big feeling I had when I was stood there and um, all the shit I'd been through and all the stuff that life's thrown at me and all the bad decisions, good decisions, all this stuff that kind of culminates to one moment where I was just like looking at Nicole thinking, holy crap, like we're doing this. This is wild. You're about to become a blacket. I'm about to acquire a wife. Um, and be with you for the rest of my life. It was just it's so much, and it's so good, and um, I can't believe I almost forgot about talking, forgot to talk about all of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been married for over a year now. So 2022, I think you'll know pretty much what's happened in 2022, guys, but oh, I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. I'm going to edit this, whack it on the YouTubes and Spotify pretty much straight away for you guys. Um 
but yeah, that's that's how I got to where I am right now. If I've forgotten any crazy major milestones from anyone, hit me up, message me. Um, I'll be sure to speak about them in the upcoming episodes. This is episode 51. Can you believe it? And we're only just now starting to implement some things that we can spread our reach and spread the word about being the unheard of boys that we literally just have a friendship and we're sharing it with you guys. So um, big love, guys. Thanks for sitting back, relaxing, being a part of the friendship. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys in the next one at the unheard of pod on all the socials. Get after us. We are booming this year. Also, shout out to our loyal fans and our loyal listeners. You guys know who you are. Big love.